0: This is BSIN final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on FSN The Sports Betting Network. It
3: is the last night, the last sleep before we have real meaningful games in the National Football League. Alongside Matt Brown, I'm Stormy Bonatoni and I am the happiest person on the planet. Knowing that we are finally at this place.
4: Yes, to steal to steal my good friend John Anik. He goes one more sleep. He says that all the time before UFC fights. One more sleep before NFL season. And this is—I mean—I have been jacked up all day long. I, I got asked—I I got asked a couple of different times today, I was like, "Are you—are you on some stuff?" And I'm like, "Yes, life. I'm on football life right now. That's what I'm on."
3: Meanwhile, I yawned before we came in here, and you're like, "It's okay." It's okay. We'll it's wake fine. you up. It's we'll fine. We'll wake you up.
4: Listen, you've got—you listen—you you, you have long hours these days. You have long hours these days. It's understood. Oh. It's okay. There's I mean, no yawning while we're, you know, while, no, we're, you know, while we're doing what we're doing. I've
3: got it together yeah. now because we're talking yeah. football, and every person that comes up to me, I feel like, is like, okay, so what are you on for a Thursday night football mm-hmm. game? We will get to that in. Plenty more throughout the course of the next two hours. Danielle Alvari, v contributor, will talk that game with her. She knows all things L.A. Get the lowdown from her on the Rams, the Chargers, USC, UCLA, the Dodgers, the whole shebang. Steve Buchanan, DraftKings uh, Major League Baseball and NFL betting analyst will join us as well. And while baseball is on the brain, there are three games that are about to get started here right away. So if you want to bet them, let's get those wagers in now.
4: Yeah, let's get to it, guys. Again, there's a bunch of day baseball and uh I don't necessarily not really paying attention a ton to MLB right now I got to be honest. Like with the NFL coming our, up our like focus it is definitely yes, shifted. it has shifted <laughs> it is, is it's not really top of mind right now but if you do want to play the Tigers and the Angels Drew Hutchinson for the Tigers, Patrick Sandoval for the Angels, the Angels are minus 225 home favorites in this one over the Tigers. Plus 190 if you want the road underdog a flat 9 is your total in that one, it four ten Eastern. We got the Giants and the Dodgers. This is Alex Cobb versus Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw and the Dodgers are minus two forty home favorites in this one. Two to one on the Dodgers as road underdogs. If you want to play them, eight is your total in that one. And then another four ten Eastern. White Sox and the Mariners. Michael Kopech for the White Sox. Luis Castillo. For the Mariners, Mariners are minus 195 home favorites in this one. The White Sox plus 165 road underdogs. More bad news for the White Sox. Luis Robert, who just came back from injury, got hit on the hand yesterday and was removed from the game. He is not in the lineup for the White Sox today. So they are plus 165 road underdogs. Seven is the total in that one. Listen. 10 of the White Sox remaining 26 games are in the division. So they have four against Cleveland. They have six against Minnesota. So they are not out of this, out of this by any stretch of the imagination. So they got 10 different games that can really shake up the division as we sit. But the other thing about this White Sox team, if you wanted to place a bet, I'm not going to, just putting it out there for you, is that they also have four games against Oakland, two against Colorado, and six against Detroit. All of those teams are last place teams, I might add. So to add to to add in here that you do get the six, I mean the ten games in division. You also have all these other ones that are all last place teams. Those three teams that they play are ninety one combined games under five hundred on the season. So again, four against Oakland, two against Colorado, and six against Detroit is certainly good. For them, Michael Kopech, three fifty-eight ERA, 121 whip, 484 XFIP. So, again, he's been a little bit fortunate here. The advanced stats said that maybe this should go back the other way against him. A 21% K rate, fine, but a 12% walk rate on the season for Michael Kopech. So, it is like he's walked multiple batters in 10 mm-hmm. of the last 11 games for him, Stormy. And last time out, did not uh, not only did not get out of the first inning, he, he didn't record a single – out. Um four earned runs against him before he recorded an out, couple of walks thrown in there as well, and then got the yank and he was gone. So uh maybe he's gonna have a better start. I'm gonna go (laughs) out on a limb and say he's gonna have a better start today than he did his last time out. And I don't have to tell you about Luis Castillo. He's just awesome. Dude's been awesome all season. 271 ERA, like 107 whip and a 27% K rate on the season. Quality starts in 10 of his last 11, so it lets you know the guy's going to go six innings for you. He's going to put up three or fewer earned runs, so understand completely why this Mariners squad is as big a favorite as they are.
3: Yes, and uh, again, that number, White Sox at plus 175, Mariners minus 190, money line favorite. The Giants and Dodgers also getting underway in about five minutes or so. Clayton Kershaw, we talked about it um, last week, about how maybe that first start back might have a little <laughs> bit of rust on him, and he certainly did.
4: Yeah, I mean, he. the thing was is it was with the control, but when he was throwing it over the plate, they weren't hitting it. So, I mean, he mm-hmm. went five innings of one-hit baseball. It was just he walked three over the course of those five innings, which is very un-Clayton Kershaw-like. He still has a microscopic walk rate. On the season, he did strike out six. And again, if you look at his stats as a whole for the year, 259 ERA, a sub one whip for him. And then the advanced statistics back it up, a 301 XFIP, a 313 Sierra. So, I mean, that's that's Clinton Kirchhoff has been awesome. Nearly a 27% K rate for him as well. On the other side for the Giants, Alex Cobb's actually been fairly decent for them. Seven straight starts without giving up more than three earned and so, you know, look, it's uh, it's I don't I'm I'm not playing the Dodgers as this big of a favorite in a game like this. I get why they are. Clayton Clinton Kershaw's been fantastic. But, listen, 2-1 to one on the Giants is at least fairly interesting. But, as I said, I have switched. My mentality is, has switched, yes. at least for this week, for sure. That's not to say we're, we're not abandoning baseball. We haven't broken up. No. We're, we're taking space. Like, we haven't broken up with them. It's just like, hey, let's take a, let's take a couple a of weeks. You know, let's just take a little space here. We
3: need a little bit of time. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. You know, we have things that we're excited about, things we want we to talk still about. Text we text back we,
4: and forth. We well, just aren't going to, like, hang out and yeah, stuff and well, whatever, <laughs> you know?
3: Speaking of text, I did text you last night, um, The Pirates did beat the Mets (laughs) yesterday. Uh, New York did get the bounce back earlier today, though. um, What was the final? 5-1, I think, in
4: that first one.
3: 5-1 final, um, but fell to the Pirates 8-2 yesterday as a $2-plus favorite. The Mets uh, had three straight losses coming into today between the (laughs) Nationals and Pirates, which has allowed the Braves to catch up now in the NL East, squeaking out a win over the A's yesterday. They had a sixth straight win. Um, Braves were 10.5 games back in early June. Seven and a half games back, less than a month ago. And now here we are. Um, The price is Braves plus 150 to win the division. Mets still minus 185 favorite.
4: If you are trying to to, to rebound, getting game one is good. And then getting Jacob DeGrom to start game two is even better. He is, and we talked about this at the time of year where you're going to start to see these numbers, he is minus 365 favorite tonight. And, I mean, it's just insanity. And he's been that good. Jacob deGrom is every bit of Jacob deGrom over the last couple of seasons, the guy that we've known to grow in love. And uh, seven, flat seven in, is the total in this one. And, again, it's because not necessarily that the Mets aren't going to get to Johan Aviedo, but it's like you're thinking that Grams' just not going to give up anything, you know? Yeah. And so, with that, you're you're looking at a flat seven as the total in that one. So, yeah, I mean, it's just this Mets team. I've got a couple of Mets Mets fan friends who are let's just say Not incredibly happy with the way things have uh, have gone.
3: Minus three sixty five on the money line in that game. A run line win for the Mets would be two dollars. So if you are interested in getting involved, look at some of the alts. Yes, I mean seriously. I mean, like we're
4: we're saying that, but like seriously,
3: look at those. Yes. Braves a minus two seventy five favorite today, bringing out Spencer Strider at the A's. uh, Plus two thirty total in that game. Seven Twins and Yankees. We got some score updates for you right now. Um, in those games, the the A's are leading the Braves, actually, right now, 2 nothing. The Yankees just got on the board. We're down 3 nothing. got on the board. Um, we're available at plus 330 when I was looking at this a moment ago. Now down to plus 190. We're a minus 155 favorite coming into the game. So if you think that they can come back here from the fourth inning, get the plus money price while you can.
4: Yeah, Brewers doing themselves no favors either, as they need every single win here down the stretch to try to claw their way back into the playoff picture. Down Four nothing early here to the Rockies, and again this Brewers team was leading this division. It looked like they were going to be able to hold on, the really good pitching from them, all the stuff like that. And instead, it's just been the Cardinals kind of steamrolling and make that 7-0. seven nothing. Yeah. make that seven <laughs> nothing. Something just happened, yeah. So make that seven nothing in this one. So uh, again, Brewers making it very very tough on themselves as we move as we move forward. If you do want to bet the Yankees though, it's I mean you still get two to one, and it's only the fourth inning. Yep, there only you the fourth go. inning. So, did you I mean, see what Kristen I...
3: Yelich did yesterday? By the way, four hundred ninety-nine. The... Why can we not? Why, 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 can,
4: why can we not hit a five hundred foot home run? Like, I, why he is He even everything... said
3: that. He said post game. He's like, it probably would have been cooler if it was five yeah. like, hundred.
4: <laughs> like, like, they will just not allow that to happen. Like it's always four. It's always four ninety-seven or four ninety-eight. Or like they will never allow this a five hundred foot home run. I don't get it. Like just give us the five hundred foot home run. Like why? Why? Why are you keeping us from that? By the way, in tennis, we uh, are yeah. we're looking at uh, Francis Tiafoe here, who is now up two sets to none on Rublev. I mean, Tiafoe is in a very, very good spot to advance here in the US Open. I mean, this is and if you if you didn't read, there's an awesome article out today on his backstory and everything that it, like he's gone through to kind of get to where he is. If you didn't read that, I highly, highly suggest it because it's just feel good story. Feel good story.
3: Real quickly, because we only have about a minute left here. You need to talk about the men's bracket in general, just for how weird it got. Nick Kyrgios, who became the betting favorite when he knocked out Medvedev, Rafa, knocked out by Tiafoe, loses in a nearly four-hour match yesterday. You loved every second of it, though. Oh,
4: man. It, it, I said this on, on the Twitter machine, but, I mean, if you've, if you've watched Nick Kyrgios play, it's like... He's the guy. He's the he would be the worst human being to have a bet on. Like I I've I hate every single time I've ever bet him and I will like keep myself from betting him <laughs> moving forward. It's, just, it's it's this thing. He
3: said I have never loved to hate watching an athlete more than curious. <sighs> so
4: he screamed at his the entire amount. all he did was sit and look at his box and like Scream obscenities at his box the entire match, and it's like they're all having to do this like little blank stare, clap thing, and like like it's okay, you've got it. Like after every single point, it would be exhausting to be in this guy's camp, and it, and an exhausting as a better, because you're sitting there going like. Dude, he's hitting balls with like he didn't have to hit. He's doing all this stuff like he loses his mind, or he just punts on games and stuff. Like there's just every reason for him to to mm. be like the most one of the most frustrating people to bet on in all sports.
3: He is out of the U.S. Open, and his equipment and his team yes. paid the price. Yes. <laughs> um, we're gonna step aside real quickly when we get back. Some NFL news headlines: Zach Wilson will not be available for Week One. What that means for the Jets Ravens coming up.
0: This is vSed's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on vSed, the sports betting network.
3: It's football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now it's time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSIN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early for a discounted $175. You'll get both guides and full access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you can do the lame thing and go. Yeah, monthly. Like,
4: just go but all the way. I know. What are you doing? Go all the Why way. Why are you sticking a toe in? Uh, just do see it.
3: Everything Beeson has to offer at Beeson.com slash subscribe. Become a part of the sports betting network.
4: We uh we buried we we buried where that that run came from um for the Yankees. That was Aaron Judge's fifty fifth home run of the year. So it is three to one mm. in favor of the Twins, but he hits number fifty-five.
3: You know what I like realized lately about this record chase for Aaron Judge?
4: But he's gonna so. You hit, tell me about th- that. That's this is why you turned down two hundred and thirteen million dollars because you know that like you can hit fifty-five. He's going to make season. so much uh, money. It's, it's going to be sickening. ridiculous. I know. Um,
3: but okay, so obviously he's chasing the Roger Maris sixty-one mm. that happened in nineteen sixty-one. Which is how many years ago? Sixty-one years ago.
4: Oh boy. <sighs> oh no. Mind blown! It's destiny. This is—it's it, meant to be. It is. It is. It's going down. It's going down. Fifth number fifty-five today. We still got more game left. And they keep pitching to the we, man. We get here's he's the getting, other. Yeah, he's so doing it. So here's the here's here's the funny thing about you you bringing that up. There was no reason to pitch to him today. So they had three different starters out of the lineup today. So. Their lineup went Cabrera. Now they moved Judge up to the two hole. Torres, Guzman, and Duhar, kiner Falefa, Florial. I mean, this is like this yeah. is their lineup today, and like they had no reason to pitch him whatsoever. And instead, they do, and he hits number fifty-five.
3: Steve Buchanan, uh, who we'll have on later on in the show, an hour or two, MLB analyst over at DraftKings, he tweeted out the lineup and said, "I believe holy hell was yeah. the the line on it." So. Yes, yes,
4: there's no need. No no reason. But they no did need. and we're glad that they, they were glad. Because exactly. your your hot take is no your your hot take ain't not even hot anymore.
3: Like, this thing is, like, just, yeah, you just
4: manifest it. This season of destiny. Yeah, you manifest. it. But,
3: you know, like we talked about earlier, just like Ross and Rachel from Friends, we are taking a break a little Mm -hmm. bit here from baseball. We'll shift our attention back to the NFL because it is week one of the National Football League season, and some news came in just about, I'd say, two hours ago, maybe a little bit less, that Zach Wilson, despite the optimism that he might be available for that week one matchup against the Rams, will not. Jets head coach Robert Sala saying today the earliest we could expect to see Wilson is week four four and he didn't have a setback or anything. Um, Sala just said there's more that goes into the recovery than just the knee itself. Quote, we're going to make sure his mind and body are a hundred percent and make sure we do right by him. 22 days removed from that arthroscopic surgery on his meniscus.
4: Yes. I mean, I think we all, we all kind of thought this was happening anyway. Right. Yeah.
3: So but- is that just like gamesmanship? I don't know why we're doing this in the NFL at this point when, your rosters have to come out, but
4: I I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I kind of thought for sure. I mean, listen, he's the future of your franchise, right? And so it's, it makes no sense whatsoever to rush him out there. Like, throw Joe Flacco out. Who cares? I mean, like, who cares? (laughs) Like, just throw him out there. Like, no one cares about Joe Flacco being out there. I mean, what this did do, we had seen a couple of little six and a halves on, in that one, when the news Mm -hmm. came out that maybe Wilson was going to play everywhere back up to seven. One book it was book, at
3: seven and a half too. Yeah,
4: one book, uh actually two books now, Rest of Country up to seven and a half in favor of the Ravens in this one. So again, it is it is seven, uh, it is seven heading towards seven and a half. So if you are looking to play this one, mm-hmm. just know this thing is definitely on the move. The sevens that are still left out there, including over at DraftKings, are juice now to minus 115, so this is this is heading to seven and a half, so if you want to get that seven, you need to go ahead and get in there now.
3: Yeah, and tied now with the Texans and Bears as the biggest underdogs week one. We'll see if they can keep it competitive at home to kick off the season. I'm not so sure. Joe Flacco taking on his former team first time he's starting against them since he got traded to Denver back in 2018. Looking at some of his um, you know, wins and losses as of late, there have not been a lot of wins. Flacco's lost seven straight starts last five with the Jets, first two with the Broncos. His most recent win, October thirteenth, twenty nineteen. He played well in his only start last season. Two hundred ninety-one yards and two touchdowns. Still lost though to the Dolphins.
4: Yeah, this Jets team. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be. It's a gonna rough be an uphill Yeah, it's gonna be a rough one there. That offensive one. line
3: still too yeah. um is gonna be tough. I feel. I personally. So I don't like the number once you get the hook on it mm. at all. um But otherwise, I would like the Ravens with a touchdown. I could see them winning by two touchdowns or two scores.
4: Yeah, this one's probably going to be a. Pretty popular teaser leg, and I, you know, I again, I already have it in the account as we sit right now. I imagine a lot more people are going to be looking at yeah. this one now. With with going with Flacco, and again, he's he's fine. It's just he's not going to win you a game. You know, he's just, like he's he's. <laughs> He's fine. He's just not going to. Robert win,
3: Sala either. says he's a starter in this know. league, man. Sure he and is. now he is. He is. So. He, I mean, he's a. Fi- he officially is a starter.
4: <laughs> There's no doubt about that.
3: So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, also, of course, Bills' ramps tomorrow is what's going to kick off the season and giving us just even more ample reason to talk about this game. The Bills signed tight end Dawson Knox to a four-year contract extension worth 53.6 mil, around 30 guarantee. This will make Knox one of the highest-paid tight ends in the NFL. The clear-cut top tight end in Buffalo's high-scoring offense, which was made that much more obvious when they cut OJ Howard last week, coming off a career best year. Um, So exciting, obviously for the young tight end to just re cement himself into the offense.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's just, he's, Look, I think the bills are built to win for a long time, and I think that's what they're basically doing here. They're just trying to the cement, Yes, in they're place. just trying to cement and say like, okay, hey, look, look at this core that we've got. It'll always help them kind of attract free agents as well. Whenever you say like, hey, we've got this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, all signed. Like, you know, however next four years, so mm-hmm. you should definitely come and play with us and all that. So yeah, I mean, I, I totally get it. Dawson Knox is fine. It's just you know, he's not a top. He's not a top five tight end in the NFL or anything.
3: Well, there are some pretty good yeah. ones around yeah. the league, I will say. But no, good good for him. Um, like I said, he is coming off a career-best season at nine touchdowns a year ago um, on 49 catches. Most bet player props at DraftKings for the Bills and Rams. His receiving yards prop is not on it. If you want to get involved, it's 37 and a half. Josh Allen over a passing touchdown and a half. Juiced to minus 165, which I'm sure will just go up, up, and up until it becomes two and a half. But... I can see why people are betting that.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think the one that's interesting to me, and we'll, of course, we'll have, uh, we'll talk a ton of props tomorrow here on the show, but it is, the the Allen Robinson receiving number, I think is at least fairly interesting for me. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. I, I know that Reed Fowler was on the over receptions on Cooper Cup. I, I just have this weird feeling they are going to try everything and- in the world to keep him from being the one to beat them, and if it is Allen Robinson, then so be it, and so... I kind of like that number on Allen Robinson. Actually, while we're sitting here, the because since the game is is tomorrow, final injury report has to be put out, and so that is hitting right now. Nobody is out officially for the Buffalo Bills. Two guys questionable, just a backup lineman and a backup tight end. Uh, on the Rams side of things, and this is of no surprise, only person listed on their injury report is Van Jefferson, and he is officially out for week one for the Rams, so, so no, no questions. Yes, yeah. so no <laughs> no questions at all. Yeah, he's not even listed as like. <laughs> yeah, so only person even listed for the Rams is Van Jefferson, and he is officially out for the Rams tomorrow night.
3: I am very curious. We're going to have Kirk Morrison on the program tomorrow, who covers the Rams day in and day out. Um, former Aztec legend, by the way, SDSU Aztecs fight, um, but he. He, when I talked to him recently, he said that he felt like this entire time that the elbow thing has been blown out of proportion. So, wonder where he sits on it now after the reports coming out from. Graziano conflicting the words that we're hearing from press conferences. He's very close to the situation, so where he feels on the situation going into the game a couple hours before kickoff. If we could tomorrow. just
4: talk to Stafford's elbow ourselves. I know. Like, we could just ask the elbow, what's what are you feeling like, Elbow? Because everyone's giving us like, conflicting. Hey. Yeah, and just tell us.
3: <laughs> what does an elbow's voice sound talk
4: like? To, it's like the thing. It's whenever the horse races come around, we never get interviews with the horses themselves. Like, I want to hear from the horse, like, they did from all the, the work. horse's mouth and all that. Like, we never even get that. Like, it's not even a real thing. I don't know how this even came about this this saying, because we never hear from the horses. But when they're leading, I want to hear from Stafford's elbow. You're
3: going to make me have to Google this in the break now. Like, what? Yeah. A, how did that originate? Uh, I think we can get one more of these in here in the last minute. Uh, Mike McCarthy said, he said, both of his backs are capable of handling a full workload. Is that bad news if you are a Zeke fantasy owner?
4: I think what we're going to get is, I think we're going to get just a ton of short, Pass the short passes to Pollard. I think Pollard is going to be. He was dynamic. A ton. A ton of usage out of the slot. And just getting the ball in his hands. And trying to get him involved in this offense. Here's the thing. They don't have a very deep receiving core at all. The other the, the other thing I think is pretty good. Just if you're looking from a rush game perspective here for the Cowboys. Is is. I think they really do want to run the ball a whole lot more here early on in the season whenever they are so thin at the wide receiver position, and I, I think they'll probably do it or at the very least keep the ball pretty close to the to the line of scrimmage. I was fairly bullish in the offseason on C.D. Lamb leading maybe the NFL in receiving yards and stuff like that, and then I kind of pulled back off of that whenever all the injuries started mm-hmm. when it looked like Gallup wasn't going to be back when it, and then James Washington went down and all that. And like now if there's not these other guys that are pulling attention away from C.D. Lamb, the attention is going to be on CD Lamb. Like, I mean like that, like there's nobody else you're worried about at all, you know, on that offense. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if Pollard gets just a ton of usage.
3: We will get back to our Bills Rams conversation with Danielle Alvari. She knows all things LA, so get the latest there. Uh, and some college football talk as well. Don't go anywhere. It's Beeson, final countdown.
0: This is v final countdown with Stormy Bonatone and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
3: Welcome back to beaston's Final Countdown live from the South Point Sportsbook. This segment presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make change. Everybody's timeline's a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey. So, whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn's there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I found out... What, where it originated from, straight from the horse's mouth, mm-hmm. if you care. Because we were asking about it earlier. There, It's actually unknown. All oh. they know is it came from the 1920s, roughly, in horse racing circles. One possibility is that information was so good in like horse racing circles, mm-hmm. they said it must have come straight from the horse. But they said the more realistic answer is that a smart someone buyer actually talked to a horse that a smart <laughs>
4: someone that's, that's,
3: a smart buyer of a horse would like examine the horse's teeth to see how long they were to determine how old they were.
4: Oh, okay, all right. It would have been way better if you'd have been like, there was one person who claimed that he actually (laughs) could talk to the horses, and like he was just an awesome horse better, (laughs) and that would have been amazing. So you ready for this? You ready for this? What? Injured in practice on Monday, George Kittle with a groin injury (gasps) did not practice today, leaving his availability for this week's Game 1 opener against the Bears in doubt George Kittle for the 49ers again, a very popular, not only teaser leg this week, but possibly even a survivor pick this week. George Kittle, his his, uh, it was the quote here from Shanahan was, did not feel good Wednesday, so that's not good when you're talking about a groin. No. Yeah.
3: Don't like that one bit mm-hmm. uh, as a 49ers fan and somebody who does have bets on that team. This week, mm-hmm. so.
4: Yeah,
3: me too. Um, uh, All right, we will discuss that a little bit more later, but first we need to discuss this Bills-Rams game as we welcome in Danielle Alvari, VEASAN host and contributor um, out there in California. But um, Danielle, sorry, I'm a little bit emotional right now. I don't know what's going on. Why would George Kittle <laughs> do this to me? How are you, though?
5: Uh, doing better than your fantasy team right now, I'm guessing. Preach.
3: Preach, um, let's talk about this game coming up on Thursday. All eyes are going to be on it. Obviously, the NFL certainly putting its best foot forward, having the reigning defending champions taken on this year's favorite to win it all and pretty uncharacteristic to see the defending champs as an underdog at home in this spot. Do you think that the right call is to back them or are you riding the hype train of Buffalo?
5: Does this feel a little disrespectful to the Rams did they not just win a Super Bowl what does Matt Stafford have to do and I get it people are worried about his arm but this guy's played through everything over the course of his career and even through last year with the Rams when this is bugging him so even if that's your pause or your cause for concern how are the Rams again getting points at home it's only two and a half so it wasn't that appetizing to me, if you will, I get it. Rams lost Vaughn Miller. They added Bobby Wagner. They lost OBJ and Robert Woods. They still have Cooper cup and Allen Robinson, the second who, by the way, had two of the first three seasons with the bears over a thousand receiving yards. So I think we're going to see huge game from Robert uh, or excuse me, Robinson, the second, And I see no reason not to think that the Rams could get this done at home. But that said, I did throw them in a teaser. I threw them in a six-point teaser. So that's where I'm at with this. I know a lot of people are also on the over for this game. It's a touch too high for me just because there's three high totals on the board uh, this week, one of them being, of course, the Kansas City and the Cardinals game, and then, of course, the Chargers and the Raiders and then the Rams game as well. So a little touch too high for me, but I'm interested to see if this becomes more of a defensive dominant game or a little bit more from the offenses. But either way, I think we're in for a great show with Matthew Stafford on one side and more importantly, Josh Allen on the other.
4: Yeah, I I get the over sentiment here just a little bit. Tredavious White for the Bills not going to play. Then you have, you know, the, the massive playmakers on the Rams side of the ball as well to kind of go along with that. And then we think that this Bills offense is going to be incredibly high scoring as well. But man, 52 and a half, a little tough for me to pull the trigger on as well. So I'll just sit back. And watch. What about the Chargers as we uh, look at this one? This is here in Vegas. It's interesting. There is obviously some pretty big support for the Raiders. It took a long time for this to come off of the three. Uh, It was three and a half rest of country for quite a while. And we were just getting kind of the juiced threes here in Vegas. Finally gets to the three and a half everywhere as the Chargers support finally takes over the Raiders support here. What are you looking at in this one?
5: Well, I'm not surprised to see the Chargers support. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen even on the v like, picks at a glance. There's a lot of people who even have a Chargers future to win everything, even in this really, really tough division. So when we see this division rivalry between the Raiders and the Chargers, my first thought is it's going to be a close game. We can go- link back to uh, the Raiders knocking the Chargers out of making it into playoffs just last season in overtime. I think revenge is the name of the game for the Chargers here. Unfortunately, I – and I know that Matt's probably on my side with this because I listened to your guys' show this week, but I don't trust the Raiders' offensive line right now. They do have that incredible receiving trio. Um, I think that'll be fun to watch, but on the defensive side of things, JC Jackson coming back from injury will not play, so I think that's actually a big factor here as well. I almost went with Chargers minus three, but to Matt's point, there was a lot of juice there, so instead, I'm going to throw the Raiders in a teaser that's not perfect because I would love for this to be a four. We could get it up to ten, but instead it's Raiders plus nine and a half, so it's a little LA parlay, if you will, (laughs) six-point teaser, Um, but these matchups always seem to be really close games. Like I said, decided by three in overtime last season. It was a by 14 in 2021. Of course, we're talking about different teams, different coaches, all of that. But before that, three points, five points. This is usually a pretty close game, so I feel pretty comfortable taking nine and a half here with the Raiders. Is it a little sheepish? Yes, but it's week one, so just let me have nice things.
3: (laughs) I like uh, what you mentioned there, though. This is definitely a Chargers team that's had to sit around all offseason a little upset about who ended their season in overtime week 18. Uh, Our first taste of AFC West on AFC West. Crime. Let's turn now to the college football landscape because a game that I know a lot of people are gonna be watching this weekend is USC at Stanford. The Trojans opened a 12-point favorite. Now we're seeing between eight and a half and nine and a half, total 67. We saw the Lincoln Riley Caleb Williams experience for the first time this past week, and it was a great offensive performance against Rice. The defense was maybe even better. Again, against Rice, something I'm not so sure we expect to see. Three pick sixes to happen again in this case. Taken on a Stanford team that had themselves a day against Colgate as well. Now you're actually facing another Pac-12 opponent. It's going to be very different. What's your expectations for the Trojan taking on the Cardinal?
5: Stormy, we are the same person. We think the same. All of my notes here say the Trojans racked up 540 yards of offense versus Rice. (laughs) Caleb Williams went 19 of 22 against Rice. So we really don't know what we're going to actually see from this Trojans team. I will say that Stanford had 497 yards versus Colgate, which, well, what's the big deal? But I think Colgate was a tougher opponent than Rice. Stanford's rush actually looked decent. Um, and USC's run game, by the way, jury's still out on that one, still a little bit up in the air. I thought their O-line actually did a very good job in the passing game, but not so much impressed on the rushing side of things. Stanford is obviously at their best when they're rushing the ball. Well, I thought EJ Smith looked solid. Look for him to build on that. I think they can wear down USC defense and keep this within a touchdown even plus this is a fun stat which again this was not against Pac-12 teams but Lincoln Riley laying more than a touchdown on the road he's 3-11 ATS so uh, you can bet the coach Shaw is going to get up for this game for whatever mm-hmm. reason USC has struggled against Stanford in the past especially at Stanford Stadium Stanford's actually won four of the last five at Stanford Stadium against USC and weirdly enough the under is 4-1 in USC's last five game at Stanford I wouldn't want to look to the under here just because we know how elite and how many options USC has on offense. But I do think that Stanford's going to give them trouble and be able to keep this within a touchdown. It's unfortunate because this was 11 and a half, even 12, I think, Mm -hmm. at one point. And now you're getting nine, nine and a half. So not ideal, but I still think worth a play.
4: Danielle, as we come towards the end of the WNBA season, what are you looking at here? Betting wise, what are we, is there anything still of value? Where do I need to put some money so I can cash the very first WNBA winner for me in the history of my life? (laughs)
5: Uh, Well, it's unfortunate because I was on with you guys last week and I gave out some bets and we went four and one. And then yesterday I went on Gil's show and I went zero and five. So I'm retiring. I'm quitting. I don't want (laughs) to bet anyone. I'm just kidding. Um, No, it was it was a tough one, but it was all correlated, just like Matt and Gil taught me. So it was either going to go one way or the other. And it went the other way. It did. It absolutely went the other way. I went down with the ship. I definitely thought the Chicago Sky were going to get it done. They did not show up at all. And now we're in this weird situation where. I would feel better about if the sky were going to win in game five, let's say, which is what I'm leaning. You can see they're a four point favorite here. If they win great, they go to play the aces in the finals. The aces punched their ticket last night, beating the storm. The problem here is both the sky and the sun only beat the aces one time in the regular season. The rest of the times, the other three, four games they lost. So I would feel better about the Sky going up against the Aces if they were in their right rhythm right now. The Sky looked totally out of control right now. They're just, their offense is not flowing. It's really weird because they have this incredible veteran leadership from Candace Parker, Courtney Vandersloot, etc. Um, this game five will be really interesting. I'm looking for the Sky to win this game. That four is horrific because all of these Sun and Sky games are decided by so many points, or mm-hmm. just about that amount of points. Uh, but I do think that at this point now, it's the Aces title to lose.
3: Yeah, and they are a minus 175 favorite now in the title odds for a reason. Danielle, you are awesome. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Danielle Alvari. Follow her on Twitter, at Danielle Alvari. And, yeah, it was a bad showing for the sky last night. Fell 104 to 80. Had 66 points scored on them inside the paint, which is not something that you're 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 accustomed to seeing with this team, right. but go Aces, baby! Right. I'm not placing the bet now. Do I, I bet
4: the minus 175 just so I can like say I, I hit a WNBA future?
3: See, and I'm maybe you should.
4: Like I'm I should sad I got in on that just action check that late. The, and check that box.
3: I got them at like plus 115, so still not great, but better. Oh,
4: so you, you we would have common rooting interests. Yes, do it. Maybe I'll do it. <laughs> maybe I'll do it.
0: This is VSEN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatone and Matt Brown on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Kick off football season with Bet Rivers online sportsbook all season long. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for all football-related content. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more every week. Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with bet rivers. It's a whole new game. Matt Brown and stormy bond and Tony with you. Just a few NFL injury notes here real quickly. Like we mentioned off the top for the Rams wide receiver van Jefferson is going to be out in this week. One Thursday night football matchup against the bills. Chris Godwin was a full participant at bucks practice today. Shaq Leonard for the Colts was a full participant as well. Coming off back injury and tight end, George Kittle did not practice today, dealing with a groin injury. But more importantly, we have some tennis news as well. A massive win just yes. happened in the U.S. Open. Francis
4: Tiafo moves on in straight sets over Rublev. And we said you could get in on the Yankees two, two, uh, at uh, plus 200 if you wanted to. It was a home run. It was not Aaron Judge. It was Glaber Torres, mm-hmm. but a two-run shot. They are now tied 3-3 three to three here in the sixth inning. So... We uh maybe maybe somebody out there decided to pull the trigger live, and then maybe they made some money, you know?
3: Yeah, get that plus money. Pr- I'm telling you, in the fourth before that, Aaron Judge Homer came up, they were plus three thirty live in the fourth yeah. inning.
4: I know. I mean, this some of these odds, like again, it's algorithm stuff, right? And mm-hmm. so they just they they do all that and and they get out of they get out of whack. One thing we were talking about on the break, and this is just, and I think everybody out there will agree with this. These these square shirt Nike these like square neck shirts Nike has these tennis players wearing absolutely no good producer Steph behind the glass who won't talk or be seen was also saying that she did not enjoy these square neck shirts yeah. I, I don't like these square neck shirts
3: I I could I mean they look kind of like and like a mean, blouse I don't mean almost? I was gonna say I don't mean this to be bad but it looks more like a of a woman's shirt like how a you have like the Kinda, yeah, like type a of blouse um, right like, yeah shoulders but. I I mean I don't know. Maybe I'm just not as fashion forward as you. I don't really care. Really? Yeah, it doesn't really it, affect. You didn't t- notice it like it was one of the no, first things. No, not thing. at all. It does, but I mean, then again, I do roll up like professional on top, and like I'm gonna go paint a house on the bottom usually every day that we're in here, so I, mean, I can't really judge somebody's style. I got
4: you. I got you. Nike's
3: doing fine. I love your. I love your slides. We're I know. I know, I know.
4: They're <laughs> certainly going to change their whole tennis line because of my complaints about what they're about what the shirts look like.
3: Obviously, but They've speaking of producer staff, um, she said she thought about tweeting that which is actually just a really good note. Go follow at BillsInMePocket on Twitter there because, yes, obviously incredible Twitter name, but the tweets are fire, and we need to get our girls some followers there up in here because, honestly, one of the funniest Twitters out there. We need to continue today our mm-hmm. draft, our bets draft. Yesterday, we got into the AFC, um, did our favorite wagers, and once we make a pick in the draft, the other person, that pick is now ineligible for whoever else wants to pick it. So in the AFC, there were some overlap. There were a couple things that we both had our eye on a little mm-hmm. bit. I think in the NFC we're gonna be way more like minded and we might have to, you know, duck, dive, dip, dodge, and duck.
4: duck. Yes. yes. <laughs> Hear one
3: another when it comes to these picks. So I think it's only fair that you get the first pick since I did yesterday, unless you want to flip the coin again.
4: Let's do it. I I mean listen, I think we're I think we're good. I think we're good. I, I'm I'm I went with picks that are definitely picks that I have con- conviction on and definitely picks that I can give commentary on but there were some that were a little bit, you know, out of like this first one which is under 3500 and a half passing yards for Carson Wentz. Hmm. If you take a look at this and the reason for this one, you know, typically season long season long bets unders are the way to go anyway if you're trying to do those because injuries do happen in the NFL. We know that Carson Wentz has certainly not been a player that is immune to uh, going down throughout the course of a season. But let's also remember, the reason I'm taking the under on this is they've got Taylor Heineke, who has a ton of starts for this team, and they also drafted Sam Howell. And I'm not saying at all that Sam Howell is a threat to start early on in this season, but if this season goes to waste, which I think that there's a pretty decent chance this season could go to waste for this commander's team, because I think they're going to be pretty bad. What is the downside? You're not married to Carson Wentz long term. It is not a huge financial burden on you to get rid of Carson Wentz. He's not the future of the franchise by any stretch of the imagination. So, I don't see any harm whatsoever in rolling out Sam Howell, who by the way, when we went in when we were coming into last season, was like a was graded as more like a second round guy. I know he didn't go to the 5th and they took him in the 5th round, but I mean, he's graded kind of like a second round guy. So, the, there was at least some people out there that thought there was some upside with Howell. So, I think that, you know, we could see Carson Wentz actually get benched throughout the course of the year, so I took the under 3,500 and a half passing yards
3: With for the first overall selection yes. in the NFC best draft, Carson Wentz under his passing prop. Yes. Um I'm going with my first selection just to make sure I have this secured okay. and in the bag and in the bank, the Vikings, to win the
4: NFC. Norm. Okay. You can have that Plus
3: 250 available. Um, we've talked about it a lot already on the show. We are – Vikings gang gang, um, but Kevin O'Connell, an offensive-minded head coach, former Rams offensive coordinator, I think should have be a massive coaching upgrade on the offensive side of the ball compared to Mike Zimmer, who largely, I think, held that offense back. Dalvin Cook, healthy. We obviously know Justin Jefferson, the talent that he has. Kirk Cousins, hate on him all you want. Been one of the most consistent quarterbacks in the league over the last decade. Since coming to Minnesota, sixth in wins above replacement. Very dur- durable and productive quarterback. Has more than 3,600 yards each of his last seven years let's say the Packers potentially take a step back Vikings take a step forward win the division at a good plus money price
4: yeah I'll, I'll hopefully this doesn't get one of my other picks stolen but just for the sake of programming I'm going to go with my Vikings pick that I have on here okay. so that we can keep going uh Dalvin cook most rushing touchdowns in the NFL at 10 to one and if you look at the why I believe that this could happen. And getting getting 10-1 to on Dalvin, a lot of the stuff that you just said, I believe that this offense, under this new regime, Mm -hmm. is going to be able to move the football up and down the field in a much more efficient rate than they did under Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer would get a lead, and Mike Zimmer would sit on the football, he would take the air out of the football, and he would basically get them in a position where they were not succeeding in the second halves of these games. Well, I don't believe that this is going to be the case with this Viking squad that said there were times where the Rams would get a little bit run heavy. There were times where the Rams would find weaknesses in teams, weak, weak run defenses. And Sean, McVay was not afraid to go ahead and go run heavy. And I think that, you know, maybe some of that carries over at least a little bit here to the Vikings as well. And look, Dalvin cook, if a healthy Dalvin cook for 17 games is going to be at least close to this, like Mm -hmm. at the top, like I I can't say he's going to win it for sure, but at 10 to one, I thought it was a really, really good number on a guy that I believe in an offense that I believe is going to put up a lot of points this year.
3: I like it a lot. And I'm glad you took it so that I can come back with Kevin O'Connell coach of the year. I bet this already at 20 to one previously, it's now still available at 16 to one. Um, but We're just keep on compounding on the Vikings thought process here. This is a team that over the last few years went 15 and 18 the last two years, which is a little bit misleading um, compared to the amount of talent we know that they have on the football field. And let's say Detroit isn't great. And I know a lot of people like uh, Dan Campbell in the coach of the year market, but I just don't see Detroit as being a 10 win team, which is one of those really big benchmarks as is getting to the playoffs oftentimes. So um, let's say Chicago, we already know is going to be bad. Detroit isn't able to get to that 10 win. Green Bay opens the door for the Vikings to win the division or at least get double-digit wins. Plus, Um, that's where I'm looking personally. First-year head coaches are always worth a look as well. Three of the last five winners were first-year head coaches, 12 of the last 31. I feel like just the more I looked at O'Connell, the more I liked it and pulled the trigger there.
4: There is – that bet is also – in my account. And I think that we can kind of even take this further with the fact that since this is voted on by humans, it would be the Vikings derailing Aaron Rodgers, the two, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the back-to-back MVP, the dude that has basically owned this division. And also you get this perception too, that if Kevin O'Connell is able to take this team to, like you mentioned, 10, 12, 10, 11, 12 wins, something like that. And they are able to win this division. He's also kind of looked at now. as like, Oh, so all they needed was a coach. <laughs> it was like it was like the talent. It, well, it was, it was, a it was coach voice, the coach that was. Holding, yeah, change, it yes. was Zimmer was what was holding these guys back. It wasn't. It you know these guys can play. They're good enough to to win this division. And so I honestly believe that there's multiple different yeah. routes to him getting there with all this. And and I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility for a lot of people to look and go. You know, a lot of people were high on this team, as it was anyway, and Zimmer was what was what was the problem. Get this guy in here, have him take over, and he's getting the most out of these players.
3: That's a great example, though. Another narrative-driven award. Like, you want to – pick somebody who a team has overcome something or a team like last year. Look at Mike Vrabel winning. They the Tennessee Titans ended up getting the top seed despite Derrick Henry being injured for most of the year. Uh, wrap things up with our one pro tip like we do every hour here on VEASAN. Go to vison.com slash subscribe to get all of them. But our pro tip from this hour um, we got from Danielle Alvari who was on the show talking about maybe don't alter your betting strategy mm-hmm. just because it, it didn't work for a run or it didn't work for a day. If long term you had success with it stick with it she
4: has been absolutely mm-hmm. crushing the WNBA this year i mean her record again if you, i'm not gonna say it she can ask you can ask her if she wants to tell you but i mean it was it was phenomenal all season long yeah she had a she had a rough patch but as she said she's like i'm not gonna stray from what has worked for me all season long mm-hmm. because i went 0 and five in a day sometimes you're gonna go 0 and five in a day it just mm-hmm. happens
3: you heard it straight from the horse's mouth
4: straight and we have three more picks still to go in put a draft. Bow.
3: yes we do plenty more to come on visa and final countdown when we come back